Hi, this is Rachel Fisher. And this is Desi Jenikin. And we host the Hollywood Crime Scene Podcast. We're really excited to tell you about the best Christmas ever on AMC+, where every day feels like Christmas morning. It's the holiday season, and that means it's time to see old friends like Buddy the Elf, Heat Miser, and Clark Griswold. Plus, you get a stocking stuffed with highly acclaimed AMC series like The Walking Dead and Mad Men, new series like Gangs of London and The Walking Dead World Beyond. They're all here on AMC+. So celebrate the best Christmas ever, anytime, anywhere. AMC Plus is the gift that keeps on giving all year long. Sign up today at amcplus.com. AMC Plus, only the good stuff. Hello, welcome to Golazo, the Mexican football podcast from the Football Grad Network. I'm your host, Bryce Dunn, and, well, I would say joining me is, as usual, somebody else, but actually, I'm your host and only person on the pod this week. So yeah, let's see how this goes. Manu Vett, who normally joins us, is currently flying uh, from Europe uh, back home to Canada. Um, and Ollie, well, Ollie's got tied up with plenty of work as the season is very busy. And, well, that's his job. So he's got plenty to do uh, this evening. That leaves only one man to cover it all. So let's see how we get on. We've got plenty to talk about um, in the league, as always. Plenty of games, plenty of matches, plenty of goals. But it's still transfer window time, and there's a lot of players moving around, lots of talk, but I don't think any of them will be quite as odd and strange and unexpected as this one. And this is Landon Donovan, the MLS star, US um, national team star, going to the club Leon. I, I don't really know how this has come about. I was sent it in a, in a bit of a WhatsApp a group and just couldn't quite believe that it was going on. I, I kind of laughed and, and said, hold on, hasn't he been out, out of the game for a while? Hasn't he retired? Some people were saying it turns out it was more a sabbatical. I'm, I'm, I'm still very wary about this all. So what exactly is going on here? I mean, Landon Donovan was a hell of a player um, in the MLS. Um, if you're on the same side of the water as I am, uh, being over uh, UK-based, uh, you'll probably remember him playing for Everton on not one but two occasions. And uh, we all hoped that he'd uh, do well after watching a YouTube clips of him um, playing in the MLS, but thought maybe it was a step too far. But it seemed that he was the real deal. He, uh, he, was, he was very much an attacking player. They like to um, cut in off the wing or burst through the middle, uh, depending on where he was uh, played. But uh, not an out-and-out striker, but um, someone that uh, would maybe play off an out-and-out striker. Uh, but like the ball at his feet, he was quick and a very intelligent player. Obviously, that was quite some time ago. Um, I mean, Landon's now 35. He's actually been retired or um, a sabbatical, if that's what you want to say, um, on two different occasions. Um, he came out of uh, retirement um, on one occasion to return to LA Galaxy. 
I didn't really know too much uh, about this, if I'm honest. Uh, I'm not too much into MLS. Um, never have been. Um, but I, I do remember this happening. And uh, I, I spoke to some MLS, uh, well, MLS specialists, and they informed me that it didn't quite go as planned. He, he wasn't quite the same player um, as, as, as he was previously. Uh, previously, he had won uh, quite a few um, MVP um, awards, uh, which is very much an American thing if you're uh, tuning in from uh, from uh, Europe, that is. But um, it, it wasn't quite the same. He was a little bit slower um, and just a bit off the pace, and it, it really affected um, him, as it does uh, players that do have these uh, type of skills. Um, that means that, obviously, two years ago that was, um, he's been on this sabbatical um, as we say and now all of a sudden he has turned up um, at Club Leon. so um, what does this mean for the player well I personally I, th I think it's um, a very positive move for player and club but more so off the pitch uh, I would say uh, for the player I'm guessing that it's a political move some people are suggesting that um, he wants to get into um, well into the the US um, the U.S. football, but behind the scenes, and that maybe him um, showing that you know he can work um, outside the U.S. as well is only going to be a good thing um, and a, a bit of a publicity stunt, if anything. And and, and speaking of a publicity stunt, I suppose this is then a publicity stunt for the club, Club Leon as well. I mean, it puts him on the map. Everyone's talking about it. I mean, a few weeks ago, you know, barely anybody, I suppose, in the U.S. or maybe over in Europe, you know were even mentioning them or had maybe even heard of them all of a sudden people are coming up to me saying did you hear Leonard Donovan's back apparently he's gone to Mexico is is this a retirement league or what, what's exactly happening that is obviously not what we want people to uh, portray Liga MX as this is not a retirement league this is very much uh, an exciting league with with players of many different nationalities um I would say that this is more a one-off um, transfer of an older player coming out of uh, retirement on this occasion. Um, I, so yeah, I, th I think it's good for a player and for club in, in this form. Probably a good thing for Liga MX in bringing people's interest uh, and, and, and possibly viewing figures up as well. But what does he actually do for Leon on the field? I don't know. I, I don't really know how he's going to fit in. Um, I mean, some people are saying, you know, can he can he play off Boselli? Can anyone play behind Boselli? So he's such an important player for for Leon. Um, I'm not entirely sure how fit um, is he going to be. Well, at the moment, um, apparently he's not fit in any shape or form. In a uh, in an interview not that long ago, he said that he was uh, struggling even just to keep up with one of the kids in the backyards um, so clearly he had some concern um, in admittance um, of his uh, of his fitness as well so so it's, it's going to take a little while for him to get back up uh, to speed especially when Liga MX can be a fiercely uh, quick up and down um, each side really um, attacking both ends um, type of game uh, and league uh, I think that um, it, it's going to be difficult for him to 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 get that match fitness, and especially if he's uh, lost that that bit of pace as well, I think it's going to be really difficult for him on the pitch. And maybe maybe he sees this as a political move, but maybe he also sees it as a, a an, an easy move. Maybe he underestimates the league, and you know I think um, 
I think he may get a bit of a shock to the system. Uh, how much playing time will he get? Oh, I suppose time time will just tell, but I, I can't see him being fit for another few match days. He, he may get a few minutes here or there, especially if Leon are in the driving seat you know, within their games. And, well, so far in the uh, in the class era, it's, uh, it appears that he, he could have came off uh, the bench for a few minutes um, at the end of each game because uh, they're actually looking... Uh, looking very very good at the moment so um yeah but uh, l let's see what happens with that uh, landed donovan one um and yes the title of the pod is uh landon confusion hey eh? falcon fans hey eh? land of confusion yeah you're all too young never mind anyway let's move on so a uh, more transfer talk uh we've got some uh, more uh, more moves being um Big young Mexicans possibly going to to Europe, and, and we've seen uh, Gerardo Ortega. Uh, that's right, the Santos Laguna left back, uh, only 19 years old, uh, quite a quick uh, player, uh, but with impressive uh, passing skills, uh, being linked to Galatasaray of Turkey. Um, what what does this mean for him? Uh, well, nothing at the moment. Uh, there's there's nothing in place. Uh, there's uh, been heavily links, uh, and this may get over the line in January. We're going to have to wait and see how it pans out the next two weeks. But um, yeah, Sandro Lagunas, you know, a, a side that have produced young players um, over the years, uh, very strong uh, youth academy there, and Gerardo has, has been ever present um, in the class here obviously only two games in but but also you're the apertura he's played 14 games in, in total he hasn't got on the score sheet but as a left back you don't really expect that um assists haven't really come his way but uh, as he's young you know uh, that's something that you would imagine he'd build into his game he is quick as i said his uh, passing and reading of the game is good and yeah i'm going to galatasaray may be a good thing i mean uh, we see chucky lozano uh, took the step in the summer he went over to PSV uh, in Holland and Eredivisie and things have looked very very um, good for him it, it goes to show that the uh, there's less of a uh, golfing class between uh, these two divisions and that was actually a wise move on, on his behalf because of the amount of goals he has been scoring there he's looked absolutely fantastic and in this January transfer window has been linked to the likes of Liverpool and Arsenal um, do I think uh, Ortega is a player of Chucky's uh, quality? Maybe not. Maybe not yet. He he is only 19, though, and I, I think this could be a positive move. Maybe not going to the likes of, uh, I don't know, if Chelsea, for example, you know, and maybe being lost in amongst uh, the amount of players that they do have there um, at their expense. You know, I, I think maybe him going to the likes of Galatasaray, where he may get some, some playing time, and it, it may be a smoother transition him to come in uh, to Europe, you know, a, a little bit of a warmer atmosphere and climate there. You know, it it may just help. Uh, I could all be very wrong with all that, and you're all welcome to uh, contact us and tell me how wrong I am. But um, I feel that this could be a, a positive move, and I think Galatasaray are getting an an exciting uh, young player there, uh, you know, for the future. And it, it's only a good thing for El Trey as well for these players to go over gain a bit of experience, a bit of knowledge um, as well. So if that one does get dragged up the line, it will be a loss for Santa Laguna, but um, very much um, a positive for Ortega, for El Trey and uh, Galatasaray. So, um, yeah, let, let's see how um, how that goes and whether it um, actually happens. But, um, yes, let's, let's talk about games 
Um, enough about transfers. I have a feeling we'll be talking about them at plenty, and you'll, you'll probably see loads and likes of uh, Twitter um, of uh, coming your way over the next uh, two weeks. But yes, let's talk about uh, games. Let's start off with uh, Chivas, uh, last year's closer champions. Um, like taking on Cruz Azul, uh, Cruz Azul, very much as we always mention on here, the butt of the joke when it comes to uh, Liga MX. Apart from uh, the Apertura, they they look much stronger there. They got to Ligia, and yeah, we're the second last team to actually um, get beat in there as well. So um, things have definitely uh, changed. They've become uh, a lot stronger. But then Paco Jimenez left, didn't he, between uh, the two champions? Um, it made me think that maybe it was going to be them going back to a, a bit of a struggle, but that wasn't the case against Chivas with them getting a 3-1 away victory. May I just say that when this player that I'm going to mention uh, came into the side um, last summer, uh, before the apertura, Felipe Mora, all the way from uh, Chile, I said that I think he's someone that we're going to have to keep a little eye on because he scored plenty of goals for Universidad de Chile and that Cruzul have really been lacking goals and so that this could be a player really to make a difference to the side and he's done it again, he scored two goals um, in this game um, he didn't have much of the ball but he was very effective uh, in, in slotting home especially uh, later on he also managed to score a penalty in this game too um, that's 10 goals and 18 starts uh, from the youngster and I think Cruz is all I really find a, uh, a diamond in the rough and they seem to be shining it buffering it as the uh, match days go on and he's looking stronger and stronger this is a, a massive result for Cruz um, uh, they, they drew their first uh, game but they've managed to pick up a win in this one and Chivas, it seems like they're just going from uh, bad to worse. Um, it, it's hard to know how much uh, more time they're going to give uh, give their coach there. Um, I mean, after winning the Apertura, things were... or Sorry, after winning the Closera this time last year, things looked so good for them, but um, they've now just... Um, the, well, they really struggled, didn't they? they? They managed to lose a few players, and they still can try to continue playing that possession game. But as Manu and I have mentioned many, many times, that's, um, it seems that it's becoming a more regular thing that in Liga MX, you don't need the ball to win games. And if we look at this week's um, game winners as well, none of the sides that won had more possession than their opponent. And I think that says uh, an awful lot about the league and how it's played out. Unfortunately, it it just doesn't seem to be working out there, and I I think um, I think it could be another long campaign for them. They may need to get to the summer and and really invest wisely there. Um, I I have heard um, some more noise uh, about uh, Chicharito uh, being told that he can leave. West Ham that in in the Premiership that he's a surplus to the cause and he's he'll constantly be linked to the likes of Chivas and I think maybe just having that poacher just to get them a few more goals it could do them the world of good is it going to resolve their issues I don't really think so but it it may just um, drag them further up the table you know when, when you have that type of goal score you know that can just get you out of a tricky situation and be 
so sufficient. Bit like Mora here, who didn't have many chances for Cruz. You know, but he's taken his opportunities and they've they've managed to win three one and I feel that you know, a move like that could do them the world of good. Um, again, we'll have to see if that happens in January. But you know, real um, real alarm bells ringing there. Um, last week, guys, we spoke about um, how good uh, Monarcas and Puebla had come on. And yeah, we look at this as the two sides met in the first game of the weekend. And uh, which ways it went? Well, Monarcas, that, that side that we... Um, that we said real dark horses and they could go quite far unexpectedly I mean they, they finished the last campaign in third maybe not going too far in the Ligia but um, I mean this is another fantastic result for them how far can they go well I don't know I mean that's it may only be two games in it's hard to call what anyone's doing unless you're doing really bad which we will get to those sides but um, it, it, it it's it's definitely bodes well for Monarchus. Uh, Puebla, unfortunately, um, they've went back to the same old. I mean, I've been known to be rather pessimistic about them in the uh, last in the last year or so, but um, yeah, the things really haven't uh, haven't cleared up at all for uh, for Puebla. Uh, let's move on then to Leon. Uh, Leon managed to uh, pick up a three-one wing. That's two wins uh, in two weeks for uh, Leon, and uh, I, mean, I mean to be honest things are looking good on and off the pitch for them uh, they, they, well, they even got a Copa MX um, victory midweek as well but it's hard to find too many people that really care about that no offence but um, Leon's um, victory over Atlas last week we've seen as a rather positive Results and uh, this week they've managed to beat Toluca. Toluca getting a man sent off right at the uh, depth there. You know, 70th minute was Fernando Uribe. Um, sorry, uh, but things look good for um, Leon. Um, and on the pod, we've we've always been a fan of uh, Elias Hernandez. Um, and on this occasion, he's managed to get a goal and assist. And in both campaigns, we. You, you can mention that, yes, he's, he's turned up with seven goals, but actually he contributes so much more to the sides, you know, and um, it was uh, eight assists in both of them that, you know, really, really adds a difference. He's somewhat of a team player, and Leon, Leon are, are, are having a fantastic campaign at the moment, and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, you know, especially if they can keep the likes of uh, Hernandez Spitz, because he seems to be an ever-present then um, I think they I think they may do all right. I think they may be slotting into that uh, dark horse category that uh, we mentioned at the uh, at the start of the uh, the campaign, and and they certainly weren't in it, but they they seem to be um yeah stamping their authority anyway. It's a uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how their next few games go, uh, because um, it's maybe a little early to say, but you know. Taking on uh, Nakaxa next, I'm, I'm sure they'll be uh, rather happy about that, you know, especially if they can get three points on the board before they play the likes of Monterey. That's always going to be a bit of a tricky one. But um, Monterey finished at top of the uh, uh, campaign last time out, top of the Apertura, um, even though they fell short in the final. But um, a team that nobody would have expected uh, to be top of the Clausera at this stage even though we're only two games in 
Uh, we didn't say there'd be dark horses. We didn't say very much positive um, about them, if I'm being honest. Even though Manu tries his best. And that's Pumas. Pumas have managed to win a second game. That's right, two games in a row, which doesn't sound like much, but this side has really struggled, really struggled uh, in the last uh, 18 months or so. Um, so this is somewhat of a shock. They've managed to score six goals as well, and you always know that Nico Casillo will be in amongst that, and that's nine goals in two campaigns, even when he was injured and missed a large part of it. Uh, they're looking very sharp. I... I can't really explain how they've managed to turn things around because there was so little positive uh, to come from them uh, last time out and yeah and now they, they look deadly they look deadly on the attack uh, Atlas didn't help the cause to be honest I mean when I was watching this game Atlas offered very very little Pumas uh, really attacked them early doors uh, getting a goal uh, on the sixth and the 33rd with Castillo scoring and then getting the assist for the second one. Second half then it came down to a penalty which um, Castillo drove down the middle uh, and yeah it was game set match really and that was still with um, 25 minutes to go. The only consolation came through uh, Ravel Morrison scoring a free kick uh, for Atlas um, just outside the D. I must say he took that very, very well. He seems to be settling quite nicely in Mexico to everyone's surprise, really. But um, Pumas, how they've pulled this one round, I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they've managed that. I mean, we always talk about Liga MX um, springing surprises on us, and they did just that. Uh, they've, they've looked very good in their two games and yeah I, I can see that continuing on as well at the moment there's there's no sign just at the moment um, of, of being any different um, though Pumas next week will be at home uh, on the Sunday night uh, Sunday night in Europe that is um, game to Club America uh, if they could get three points in that that will really um, stamp some authority on what they're hoping will be a rather good uh, class era and yeah just um, I mean we forget quite often about the relegation uh, the relegation battle down the other end it isn't quite as how it looks on the table that there's actually a separate table as based over three seasons and that may not get you this campaign or this year but it may catch up with you on another occasion and you know, they're going to be hoping that they can just do what they can to kind of chip away and prevent them getting dragged into that in, in future cases. So um, I, I think that's uh, then a massive, uh, it's going to be a massive campaign for them. Um, guys, let's move on to the next game. I'm trying to get through them all here. Going to be itching for a, a glass of water pretty soon. Uh, but yes, um, speaking of America, who will play uh, Pumas uh, next Sunday? Um, we've seen America and Pachuca draw 2-2 two, two. Um, talked about uh, Puebla I haven't maybe said uh, enough positive things about them uh, in the last year or so but Pachuca is another side where um, I, I haven't said a great deal positive about either they seem to have had one eye off the uh, off the Liga MX and um, I, you know while they had um, CONCACAF and that but I, I think now they need to um, get back to the, the bread and butter, get back to the domestic uh, campaign. And 
and it's it seems like um, they they managed to get a good result against a Club America side that um, Hernandez is uh, trying to build uh, to reshape. They had a good campaign last time when everyone thought that it was going to be a somewhat of a restructuring, a rebuilding project, and they didn't expect much from. They did rather well apart from get goals, but they managed to get goals this time. And that man, Henry Martin, who's um, got two goals in two games since his move uh, from Cholos, uh, where he only scored three and 15 before that. Yes, he was a bit bit of a bit part player, but they seem to have done well in uh, bringing him in. Um, I don't think anyone was really expecting him to have the impact that he has, but um, it's uh, rather positive for America, who um, we, we said that they needed to address, they needed to get goals, and uh, he seems to be um, pulling his weight and... Uh, helping out in that area but uh, Pachuca will be happy um, about the uh, positive signs of uh, Kazuki Honda who um, took a little while to adjust we didn't really see the best of him um, in the Apertura uh, but these things do take time you know he'd, he'd come from Italy you know he's obviously uh, Japanese himself and now he's moved over to um, to Mexico and that that's going to take a bit of a, a bit of a process um, of uh, getting used to, isn't it? It would do for anyone. But um, he scored last week, and he's managed to pick up an assist this week. So uh, positive signs uh, in there for for Pachuca, even though uh, they couldn't um, quite get this one over the line. Um, scoring right at the end, though, on the 89th minute uh, through Victor Guzman. Um, I suppose that will then be seen as maybe a bit of a victory when you're 2-1 down, going right to the death like that. Ooh, taking a little breath there. What, who else did we have? Okay, Veracruz and Monterrey. So we really have um, a, a tale of two sides here in the way that Veracruz really struggling. Uh, I mean, if we look at that relegation um, table that we mentioned. So as I keep mentioning, it's done over three years. The amount of uh, games, the amount of points that you clock up, then it's the average of that will then go down. So you can finish bottom of the table, but actually, if you've had a few good campaigns, you'll be okay. Veracruz have not been okay. They have not played well. They've been really quite poor, and they're sitting rock bottom um, of the uh, class era, but also rock bottom of the relegation zone. And they're actually 10 points now behind Kerataro, who Kerataro um, managed to pick up a victory, a 2-0 win over Lobos. So um, that has separated those two sides as well. So 10 points, that's a massive, massive ask. Um, they only had one shot uh, in this game, uh, from the, or one shot on target from the eight that they had, uh, and had more possession against Monterey. That comes as no surprise that they've had uh, more possession of Monterey. Monterey seemed to like this style of giving the opponent the ball um, and then they hit them on the counter. But, I mean, if you have that much of the ball, you should be having more than eight shots. You should be having more than one shot on target. I mean, this this is really quite poor. I'm, I just don't see them being able to uh, pull themselves out of this. I mean, there's, there's very little positive signs. I mean, if we're honest, they're really missing uh, Christian uh, Menendez, um, you know, the the attacking player who uh, managed to get six goals uh, in the previous uh, campaign for them. Uh, yeah, and that may not be a lot to uh, likes of a side like Monterey, but six goals uh, for Veracruz is quite a big thing. And 
you know, he, he was out because of a uh, calf strain uh, on this occasion, and they they just miss him if he's not around him. He's a, he's actually quite an inspirational uh, character as well. I mean, uh, going into the into the campaign, he said that he described it as there was a noose around their neck, and that they needed to play with a bit of uh, urgency, a bit of uh, importance in every game. And unfortunately, we just really haven't seen that as of yet. Um, I, and I just, I just, uh, I, I fear for them. I mean, yes, somebody's got to go down, but you know that they're, they're going to be up against that Puebla next. And you know, it, it's, I mean, again, this is a game that they. They should really try and compete, but I, I just don't see them getting anything against them. And then Santos Laguna after this, um, it's it's not looking good. And, and then after that, Carretaro, and that that's very much a, a six-pointer. But well, it would be a six-pointer normally. But I feel that you know at, at that stage, if Carretaro can pick up three or four points and they don't pick up anything, uh, I'd I'd see them just. Um, falling apart because they're going to lose any drive, any motivation that they're going to have. So things are looking rather poor for Veracruz. Um, I'd like to talk about uh, Monterey a little more, but uh, I, I don't feel that we've really got too much to uh, talk about. They beat a very poor Veracruz side. And they're a side that I think when shooting on or firing on all cylinders could have smashed the life out of Veracruz. But they, they did a job. They want to know. And that's seen them through. So, guys, I've rambled on enough. We we haven't exactly, um, or we're not going to exactly have the longest pod this week. Cause, well, you'll be sick of my voice probably by this. Um, but um, let's look at the games that we've got uh, coming up next week. Let's kind of highlight a few. Um, so, uh, three games that I'm going to point towards um, out of out of my own personal interest, maybe is uh, the first one. If you're based in, that, I'm going to give you the UK times, okay? Um, you, know, you, you can work them out or Google them if you, if you need to. But the uh, the Saturday night, um, 11 p.m. game, quite interesting game. Uh, we're going to see Cruz Azul uh, taking on Leon. Uh, Cruz Azul have a win and a draw so far. Um, a, a very positive win. We've seen them have uh, winning 3-1. Uh, we see Felipe Mora score those two vital goals, as I said against the likes of uh, Chivas and they're going to be taking on Leon. They're going to be at home while Leon have had two wins so far. Um, and yeah, I mean, Leon are on cloud nine, I think, uh, maybe after the land of Donovan signing, but also after two very positive uh, victories so far. And yeah, I, I feel that this could be a, a real action-packed one. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this. Then if we move on uh, later on that night, so 1 a.m., if you've just been out to the pubs or whatever and you've come back, you've had a few drinks and you're like, oh, I've missed match of the day, what can I do? Get on Lexi YouTube. You're going to be able to find these games. But um, you've got Monterey. Uh, we're going to be at home. They're always entertaining Monterey. Very attacking stuff. Uh, we'll be taking on Cholos or uh, Tijuana. So, so that's going to be an, another exciting one. Both sides, uh, one win and one draw. Um, Monterey are always entertaining to watch Tijuana. Um, are a bit up and down if I'm being honest um, we can just hope that they try to put up the, the best fight that they can but uh, Monterey there's your goals there's your goals when you come home from the pub eh? um, going to Sunday a rather reasonable time 
um, hopefully not nursing that that hangover or anything but on Sunday 6 p.m. one that's you know all the European games are over you know whether you're like your Liverpool Man City late kickoff on a on a on a Sunday or your Bundesliga games um, have ended um, go over to YouTube once again you can watch all these games on YouTube you're gonna find uh, Pumas taking on Club America Club America as we said um, possibly rebuilding still but um, positive signs under uh, Hernandez but they're going to be taking on that very exciting Puma side that we've seen in the last two match days um, Nico Casilla he, he's the man to watch out for he's so lethal in front of goal he was such an exciting talent I think if only he was five or six years younger you know he'd be on his way uh, following uh, Chucky Lozano over to Europe and being linked with these big clubs uh, he is um, the man that's kept them afloat over the last few years when they have been really poor but he's He's playing with a much better side now, and yeah, just a exciting football. You you can always expect something spectacular for him from him, whether it's a bicycle kick or whether it's just a very cool finish from the edge of the box. So um, tune in for that. Um, you may also see um Coach Hernandez from uh, Club America, who you remember, you may remember from uh, coaching uh, El Trey back in the day and going absolutely bonkers on the sideline and that possibility is always there too so um so there's three games i'm gonna point you towards um yeah as i said a little bit of a shorter one this week um as i'm just filling in myself hopefully you've enjoyed the games there will be copa mx games uh midweek if you just can't get enough of mexican football um there will always be a uh, more info on uh Football Grad, uh, Football Grad Live on Twitter, or if you go to Football Sedagia, uh, the websites, um, Manu and the rest of the crew are always trying to, to get some different uh, Mexican and MLS um, articles up on there, and especially with all these transfers going backwards and forth, there'll be plenty to catch up on. Um, yeah, but um, we may have more different um, exciting transfers to uh, reports next time around, but I can guarantee you this, we'll certainly have more exciting uh, games and goals and on-field antics to report in the meantime but um, guys if you've enjoyed the pod even though it's a little bit of a different one today um, if you could just head over to iTunes we'd really appreciate you giving us um, some feedback um, you know or maybe giving us a, a bit of a review on there we really would appreciate that um, and as always I say um, get involved with the pods you know we've got the Galato podcast uh, Twitter page, but also Football Grad Live. You can send a message on there. You've got me at Bryce Dunn Eleven um, on Twitter. You you can ask us any questions, or if you're like, why haven't you covered Toluca a bit more? Uh, you know, on the podcast, for example, then let us know. Let, you know, g- give us um something to to discuss. We always like to hear back from you. Um, apart from that, enjoy the games uh, this coming weekend, um, and hopefully you've enjoyed them so far. And we'll be back. Well, I'll be back with some of the other guys, hopefully. Been a rather lonely, but rather entertaining uh, podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.